This is Arin. And this is Suhita. And you're listening to TikTok. Welcome back. So before we start on what we're going to talk about today, I'm going to ask you a question, all right? Don't you just hate it when you go to like a family gathering or gathering with quote unquote close friends back in your home country or even in your host country and they ask you this question? Udah punya pacar belum? Oh my god. Does that happen to you? Oh, that happens to me all the time. I mean, it used to happen to me. So for those of you who don't speak Indonesian, udah punya pacar belum means, so have you ever, have you had a boyfriend or a girlfriend yet? Yeah. So that's, uh, it's sometimes a way of greeting, from, especially from my um, distant relatives. Yeah. Yeah. And it's part of our greeting culture. It is. It and is. it has sometimes um, replaced... How are you? <laughs> yeah, I think it's kind of like an icebreaker. Sort yeah. Of. Maybe it is. Oh, well, I never thought about that. Well, this is the thing, right? To them, it's an icebreaker. But to me, it forms an ice wall yeah. between me and them. So it just, it, it makes me anxious. <laughs> it makes me anxious and it um, <laughs> keeps me up at night. Yeah. And it gets even worse when they don't stop there. <laughs> oh. Like when you're like, oh, why don't you have a boyfriend Oh my yet? god, yeah. Like, and I'm like, I, I was not ready for this therapy session. Yeah, I was like, just here to get free me? food. Yeah, like, come on. If like, I had known lady, I would have known yeah. and have had a better answer for you. And I would this. probably have a boyfriend to show you. Right now, he would probably be in my arms and you would not ask me that. But then you'll ask me, kapan nikahnya? Which is, oh, when are you going to get married? Yeah. And I mean, sometimes it just won't stop there too. You know, when you're married, they'll ask you, "Kapan punya anak? When, when are you gonna, gonna have, have kids?" kids? Um, so yeah, so this line of questions in our gre- greeting culture evolves with your relationship status and your age. Yeah, and it can get pretty frustrating, huh? It is. You know, the older you are, the, the more frequent these questions get. Yeah, really. I mean, sometimes because um, this question is very pressurizing for me because I'm still single and. It's a choice. <laughs> like it's it's not my priority to be in a relationship now, but it's really totally hard. Fine. Yeah. yeah, it's really hard to convey that to a quote unquote close friend or relative. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And you know what? Sometimes I I think I did um tell one of my relative relatives this before. Like, uh, when they asked me like, why don't you have a boyfriend yet? I and I told them like, you know, I'm just not looking looking for one. You know, it's not my priority. And then they would be like, um, oh. Why? Why not? You're, Why not? Is everything yeah. okay? It's like, kan udah or something like that. Yeah, like, you're, you're already 23. And, and I just sit there like, um, that was just, know. you know, it's like you're digging a grave. <laughs> yeah. Like, whatever you say, it's like it's, wrong. It's, it's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. In yeah. Indonesia. Everything is wrong. Everything is wrong. Yeah. So then it's like, this pressure, even though you, you know, it seems very minute, it does manifest inwards, especially when we are approaching our mid-twenties. Yeah, and there comes the self-imposed timeline. Yes, which we all inherently face in different aspects of our lives. Of course. Um, And I think it's also really interesting to note that being women, being ladies, Mm -hmm. this question takes, it's almost the most common question to to get as opposed to questions surrounding our education or our career. Yeah. Like very rarely mm -hmm. do you get asked about your career. Yeah, you know, it's usually um, kind of a later questioning. So the first few questions would definitely be about the relationship status. Yeah, and I yeah. think this goes back to how it is still very much in our culture that as ladies, we should be with a stable partner by the time we reach our mid-20s. Yeah. 
Um, and for whatever reason it may be. Yeah, for the many reasons we'll touch on later on. Yeah. Um, but you know, careers. It really depends on who's asking you this question. Mm-hmm. If it's a tanta tanta who is, I guess, also concerned about education and career, they'll ask you about that as well. Yeah. But I think it's still very rare that people do ask us about our career and how how mm-hmm. it has progressed. Yeah. Um, and it also shows that there's still very much a lot of gender imbalance because then male our male friends have more pressure on the career friends. Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of my male relatives would actually get questions like these. Well, yeah, or male friends. Yeah. Like, um, how's your school? Um, well, I get how's your school a lot too, but maybe um, they would be asked, how's your career progressing? You know, what are you doing now? How's, how's your, your business, business going? Yeah, yeah like... Us girls have our own businesses too, as women have them as well. Right? We just don't I mean, declare it too. out there. Yeah. <laughs> that also is another reason why like, they just assume we're not working at that front of our mm-hmm. lives. Yeah. Um, and what I think is another extra layer is that being third culture kids, we look at these family and friends as point of references. Yeah. It's because we've 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 just, you know, grown up with them. We've grown up in that kind of culture. And when we see people like us um, having this certain lifestyle of having a family at a certain age, that that's what we would think that we have to do. Yeah, yeah. That it's like kind of like an implicit thing. Yeah, because we have been growing up. We've grown up in a country or in an, an environment that is foreign to us. So it is normal to look yeah. at our family and friends back home yeah. as point of who references. Else? Who else would we yeah, who, like, look who up to? Who else do we look up yeah. to? And unfortunately, you know, do we though we see some parts of ourselves reflected on them, mm-hmm. a lot of these um, images or um, ideas of relationship and kinship does not align with our own mental images of them. Yeah. Or it doesn't align with what we want for ourselves as well. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, living in another person's country also means that we still have to work extra hard to be able to be acknowledged for our career progression, for how educated we are. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, we have to prove ourselves. Yeah, always. We always constantly have to prove ourselves. We have to be exceptional. As a, as a woman as well. Yeah. Um, and then when it doesn't align, what do we do? We turn to... You know, various media, Western mm-hmm. media, which mainstream is culture. mainstream Western media, which is the most accessible for us anyway. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, all of us, I mean, you and I at least, we grew up with rom-coms. Yeah, and, and just American pop culture for me, and I'm sure for you as well. Yeah, Western pop culture yeah. and all these films depicting how high school life would be oh, yeah. or, like, how the 20s would be. I thought, you know, when like I reached... Sex 20, the City. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I reached my... My 20s, I would be, you know, in my own space. I have yeah, my own oh space. My God, I'll be dating whatever I want. I think, yeah. And that's not the reality it's as not, well. You know, like, I thought I would have a totally stable career. I would be, like, you know, some, like, a manager of something, I guess. Or I, I don't know have, how we got that idea. I don't know. <laughs> I think sex is... Yeah. <laughs> like, that's yeah, really odd, looking back. Really, this, that was actually my mental image you know like i would i would live in an apartment in a city you know with my friends just like those sitcom friends actually that sounds really great that's that would sound that would be really ideal i I would love that yeah but like you know these mainstream mainstream images of what the 20s would look like especially when it comes to love and dating yeah also doesn't align with our reality yeah so when both 
friends don't align with our reality, what do we do? We just get stuck in the middle. Yeah, we get stuck in the <laughs> we middle. We get stuck in the middle. Uh, and we don't really know how to navigate through that. And that yeah. makes teenagehood and, you know, the period where we're transitioning from being a teen to mm. being an adult very, very, very tough. This misalignment of our expectations, like, it it can, it really manifests in a lot of unnecessary stress and anxiety and also self-doubt yeah. within ourselves. A lot of our self-worth is inherently being questioned yeah. when we have these kinds of questions asked by strangers. Yeah. Because automatically, we'll think like, Not if strangers, a stranger... You know, especially oh yeah, when it's family, questioned by relatives. Family like, and relatives. Yeah. Um, so if someone else, if an outsider can ask us these questions and have these kinds of judgments on us, we automatically self-judge. Yeah. We, we will, we will um, question ourselves like, wait... Why don't yeah? Why don't I have a boyfriend yet? Why am I not in this stage in my career? Like, what's wrong with me? Yeah, like, am I doing something me? wrong? Am I am I not enough of a of a woman? Yeah. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. That, why, that's why something am I lacking? that yeah. I always ask like, oh, am I not pretty enough? Am I yeah. not domesticated enough? Yes. Um, am, am I not smart, what? Smart yeah. enough? Like, am I not what like guys want? Yeah. Um, in a relationship, it's always there, right? Like, am I not enough for someone else? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's always yeah enough is something yeah. that being enough is something that we um question yes quite a lot um and i think what we eventually do is we okay now that theoretically these things don't align with our mental images and beliefs and ideas why don't we see it how it's like in real life yeah and then we start dating yeah and, and we experiment people. yeah we experiment um in dating different kinds of people to just find out what we want and yeah. what we like and how, how it can actually align with um, what we personally believe in. Have you had, like, crazy dating stories, though, doing so? Crazy dating stories? Because is, we well, would have to date outside our, our culture yeah, yeah. most of the time. Well, dating stories, more like relationships. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. We're at different stages when it comes to love. Um, so you'll hear both sides. That's great. So for my friends who are, you know, always in and out of relationships or who have been in a relationship... Audience story might be relatable to you, yeah. but for those who are um, <laughs> single, single on that front, you can look, you can look up to me. Yeah. We're in the same, it's you know, fine, group. guys. Don't worry, guys. But don't worry, I've been single for like twenty-two years as well. Twenty-three years and counting. No, 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 <laughs> babe, no. <laughs> we will not go there. <laughs> yeah. So okay. Um. Yeah. What kind of like weird yeah. dating stories have you had? So weird dating stories. Well, okay. So I usually I've usually been dating you know outside my culture outside my religion and sometimes it not sometimes it 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 really posed a problem for me so i think that's how i kind of experiment you know, i did have a relationship i i did have a couple of encounters where it didn't really happen because of these cultural differences and it's sad yes but you know that's part of the experience do you mind elaborating what kind of cultural differences they are it's it's usually religion Mm -hmm. it's race but mostly religion because you know i'm muslim and i'm muslim and you know i usually i don't know why but i'm usually just attracted to non-muslims it's not on purpose it just just happens so that's where difficulties would come about but that's also another story for another episode so then i guess what this means is that while you were dating we use the word experimenting here broadly so what we mean by experimenting is actually just dating people it's not that wild it's not that wild yeah we're not 
is this this is not that podcast <laughs> no it's not that kind of podcast so that's what we mean by experimenting yeah. so what this meant for you was that you had to really navigate through your own culture and, yeah. his, and his and be really looking at ingrained ideas of women in relationship yeah it's because i mean we, i exp- quote-unquote experiment with dating with different cultures mm-hmm. it's not really on purpose it's mm-hmm. just because i mean i have a different um, view of my own culture right. and I, I practice it practice this culture differently as well uh, so yeah that's just how we uh, how I personally ex- quote-unquote experiment yeah yeah it's just because I just have no other choice <laughs> so what about you Suhita? well um <laughs> when it comes to dating I was definitely the late rumor um like I mentioned before this, like dating was never really a priority for me because for me, it was really important to do well in school and have a career that I am proud of and that's very motivating for me. Mm -hmm. So dating wasn't really something that was second nature to me as well. When it comes to dating, growing up, I never really had much action in that front. Like I never really had anyone like come up to me and be like, oh, I like you or anything like that. It never happens to me as well. No, it just <laughs> never happened. I've seen it happen to other people. Yeah, oh, people have... My friends told me stories. I'm like, how? Like, when, when, amazing, When though. did that happen? Like, yeah. do we skip a step How, how do you do it? I thought I skipped a class yeah, on, on I, I date, dating. That also kept me up at night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I never really was into dating until I entered university. And I was like, okay, I'm in my 20s. Um, or I was entering my 20s. Mm-hmm. And I really need to figure out this dating thing and figure out how to, you know, express emotions to the opposite gender. It wasn't like I was not attracted to guys. I definitely was. But I just never did anything about it. Yeah. Nor did anyone di- do anything about it with me. So um, I tried dating. So, you know, sometimes people did ask me eventually. Um, but I also did like um the dating apps. But I was very oh, careful. Apps, yeah. Very careful about that because I was I had a lot of mixed feelings with the app. Um but I did go on dates, very few dates, um, in my twenties. Um and a lot of them actually forced me to confront a lot of cultural aspects yeah. of um dating as well as a women's role in a relationship. That's actually interesting because yeah. um, every time I actually went on a date with a guy, mm-hmm. I, I guess I'm lucky, but I've never actually experienced um, any any guy that actually explicitly or impl- implicitly, you know, expected that of me. So oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah, that's, I guess I'm lucky. But so, yeah, so dating for me, all these, all these, um, my, my past experiences in dating actually made me realize what I want. In, in a partner, in a relationship. Got it, got it. Yeah, what kind of partner I want to be. Right. And that is not to be a subservient. Exactly. A housewife or whatever. I just want to, I just want someone to hang out with, you know, to yeah. chill. I want a partner. I mean, I, I, I entered the dating yeah. realm wanting to be equals in a relationship. Uh, yes, it's so important. Yeah, but I realized that, I thought that was basic, but I realized um, dating people from different backgrounds um, and similar backgrounds, um, that that is not something that is commonly desired by some guys. I'm not saying all guys are like that, but um, many of the guys I had encounters with, that's not really what they want. Um, and that really was a huge blow for me because I thought that was terrible. basic. It was a yeah, huge blow. It is, though. Yeah. Um, and, well, just a little bit of a dating story since you shared yours. Yeah. Um, I did date here and in the Netherlands. Not that much. 
Um, but I've had really interesting experiences. Um, I had two instances with, with two different people trying to test the extent on which I was conservative or traditional. Oh, that's yeah. that experience. <laughs> that kind of experience. So they try to test, right, if like, oh, is she like... Um, religious or is she more liberal Mm -hmm. and I really don't like that because then you're not really trying to get to know me from my own thoughts you're trying to categorize me yeah yeah why not just ask right yeah I I mean some of them did ask really odd questions like I had questions (laughs) questions. yeah I had questions about um, my religion and how it's um, not fair to women I had someone try to put a lime from his tequila or something into my drink, trying to test oh, him. I would drink my, my drink if it had an ounce of alcohol from his. <laughs> so, like, that was really disorienting for me because I thought men in their mid-20s wouldn't be doing this. And I know there are amazing men out there. I was just really unlucky with these few. Mm-hmm. Um, but these um, experiences made me really, really question, like, okay, first of all, it made me question how people view Indonesian Muslim women. Oh, right. Outside yeah. of Indonesia. Yeah. So they definitely do have some preconceptions of how we are. So like what? Um. So like the guy who tried to put the, the, the lime that's so, that's so into weird, my drink to test if I would drink it. I yeah. hope you're listening to this, bro, because that was just really weird. Okay. So what he was trying to do was he was trying to see if I would do things that he would do and if or if I was the stereotypical traditional Japanese girl. So he was trying to test that. Um, so, yeah, I just found it really, really weird. Like, I really don't understand why he wanted to. Well, now I know why he wanted to, but then I didn't understand. Yeah, yeah. Um, because then that made me realize that, okay, he still views Japanese, Indonesian women, even if they've lived abroad, as very much conservative Yeah. Um, and not open-minded. Uh, um, and he did tell me to be more open. Okay, in various bro. ways so then I was like whatever bro I like left um but so then that made me firstly realize okay people still have these preconceptions of me as I am trying to date beyond my race yeah. or beyond my nationality right yeah. but then besides that that aside even if I'm dating people who are Indonesian I also had to think about okay spatially right where do I situate myself like um I'm I don't want to be categorized as liberal, but I also don't want to be categorized as traditional. And I don't think you should ever categorize people because there's so many aspects of us. People are so nuanced. Yeah, we're so multifaceted and have different kinds of beliefs that range from so-called liberal or conservative on different topics, right? So I really didn't like that. And um, I also felt like, okay, I realized that uh, it's really hard for a lot of the guys I did have interactions with to accept what I want in a relationship. Uh, and what is and that? my so-called timeline? Oh right, right. So uh, I'm definitely more career oriented, mm-hmm. but I still have quote unquote traditional ones. Like I still want to have kids. I still yeah. want to have a family, um, and that makes me a bit different from some women. I do think there that there are a lot of people like us. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there are also a lot of people who are not. Yeah, like I us. mean, I mean when when. I'm dating guys usually they they're usually more forward with me I don't know maybe because I'm a bit older not a bit older it's just I was just I'm just in my mid-20s right maybe you're dating older guys than, than I am because yeah. some of the guys ah, I'm dating yeah, are like maybe younger than me no actually no the really terrible stories they're older than I am which is so weird 
you're just unlucky. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so weird. I was like, this is because I've never had to experience this with younger guys. I do date guys who are younger, yeah. like by a year, but that's, that's like my limit. Yeah, I don't. So, yeah, most of them are usually forward with me and they would actually ask like kind of as you know in conversations here and there like what what is my timeline mm-hmm. so i mean i'm lucky that they don't really expect me to get married in like oh, yeah. a year or two or like have kids but it really made me realize that i actually would prefer to just um you know have it be the two of us and not have children that oh, is actually what okay, okay. i mean i do want a child one child <laughs> but very specific yes very specific but being in um relationships it actually made me realize like you know what i'm gonna take my time and i'd rather just work on the two of us um right now like our personal relationships have a bit more of more um financial stability and then and then only then that would i would actually think of having children and that would probably take like 10 years yeah, so, I so then that you have established your own kind of my, timeline yes, that is fluid. Timeline. Yeah, and it is acceptable to me right. and, and to how I want to live my life. You know, the thing with socially imposed timelines that manifest in words as self-imposed timelines is that they're grounded by this biological clock oh, Yeah, that women have to face that is so-called the biological reality. Yeah. This can be a huge debate because some people are like, yeah, there is a biological reality on how fertile women yeah are. i mean scientifically there yeah. is but there for some people there are options out there yeah. to freeze your eggs and whatsoever IVF, and people, yes, adoption adoption and people have different points of view yeah. on that so this whole idea of a biological clock is personally something that scares me even though i know there are options out there yeah yeah it i mean i think it's because we've been so ingrained in yeah. having children biological children at a certain age and i mean i don't really want to have children i just want to have like one child but you know it's still in my mind like oh my god if i'm 30 is it gonna be difficult for me what will happen to my future child or just or even like how people view me as being in my 30s and not having kids you know? right yeah and then having all these questions yeah further intensify yeah um and being asked more often oh right my god, yeah yeah so i think this biological clock has besides you know putting so much pressure on you has also forced at least us to achieve career goals uh, um, faster. Faster. Because you're like, yeah. I want to be able to do A, B, C, D before I have a family because yeah. I don't know if I'm able to when I do. Yeah, yeah. And and so, you know, it's like, I, I want to be a certain, of a certain um, career path when, before I'm 30 so that, yeah. you know, I can have a child when I'm maybe 28, 29 and then I'll be financially stable and all those things. I mean, is that realistic though? It, yeah, you know, personally for me, it's not. Yeah. But that, exactly. So it really puts a pressure on ourselves to actually follow these timelines and just catch up with this biological clock that's actually socially, more more socially imposed. Yeah, it's more socially yeah. imposed in bio- than it is a biological reality, yeah, I feel. Especially yeah. at this day and age, right? Yeah, there are um, so many options now. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. I mean, obviously people have different religious and cultural views mm-hmm. of this option. Yeah. But ultimately, we are... We have ownership over our own bodies. Yes. And we should communicate that with our future partners. Because that's all that matters when it comes to a relationship and a union with between two people. And you know what what actually matters more too is that are you 
actually financially ready to be because you are responsible for a life exactly so you can't just you know pop out a kid and see how it goes no i mean like, if I you want to do that that's fine that's great but personally i can't yeah personally i can't do that um as well and i mean just a side note like we shouldn't stop evolving um in any aspect of our lives that we desire to even when we do have kids yeah. because it's so important for our kids to see their parents constantly evolve and be motivated by life yeah i mean your life doesn't stop when you have children like that's not where we're saying to yeah i do yeah. see a shift though now like parents are taking more ownership in their personal growth even when they have kids oh, that's, that's amazing it's that really really amazing yeah. i mean i think we should start talking about these kinds of women in our you know yeah. following podcast yeah. but i do see a lot more career women who are expressing their desire and their ability to balance all friends but yeah. that's also kind of another struggle that we do face yeah, it is. is that we have to be this at least for third culture women like us we have to do well on the career front because our parents have invested yeah. so much money I and mean, time we don't want it to go to waste we don't too. want it yeah. to go to waste but at the same time we have to be this filial um domesticated yeah, so-called domestic, you know no, we have I to find a balance word. between like being a good daughter mm-hmm. and you know have a good flourishing career and have and to have a family to have kids yeah and we have to do this balancing act even before we have kids. Oh, yeah. And it's it's actually not easy. Um, not. Especially being geographically in different parts of the world. Yeah. Or even being in the same place, you know. It's actually you harder when parents. you live with your parents. Yeah. Because yeah, you have to figure out being an independent adult and navigating different feelings and cultural aspects mm-hmm. of dating and getting to know someone. But you still have to figure out your own culture and on how to yeah. be filial. And how do you parents. even like, socialize? When when you have all these concerns regarding your parents, right? It's yeah. kind of hard. There's a lot of mental um, stress yeah. that makes socializing also a bit harder because mm. um, you're just mentally exhausted with yeah. all these things that you have to fulfill, right? It's like just being pulled apart in different directions. Not to mention being women, there is still gender imbalance in the workplace. Oh, yeah. Though we do see progress, um, yep. it's, it is still pretty hard um, to progress in the workplace, given so many types of gender imbalances yeah. that still exist. Yeah. So that also adds an extra layer, being a woman uh, a woman working in a country that is not theirs. Yeah. You know, you have to be exceptional in what you do. Yeah. And De- you have definitely. to keep proving yourself, right? Yeah. No, I'll, yeah, that's, that's true. And, and I think this need to prove ourselves, you know, it manifests in different parts of our lives as well. And that also is reflected in our personal life. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many times have I gone on a date and be like, oh, I need to prove to him that like, you know, I got my shit together, but I can still be, you know, the kind of girlfriend he wants. Yeah, like, it's and a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, like I have to be fun, but serious. I have yeah. to be pretty, but uh, not too revealing. revealing. You yeah, know, it's not, like- Not too threatening. Not too threatening yeah. for the ego. So it's <laughs> the like- The male ego. So, you know, it's, it's just really, it's really tough navigating through that. And I think this is not, though it's been talked about quite a bit, but being from Southeast Asian background, like this is not talked about as often as I would have liked. Yeah. Because it's not as easy as like, oh, F the society, F the culture. And like, let's just live yeah, alone. No, you can't just do that. And you know? live with my boyfriend. Like, it's not yeah. that easy because we still have this, at least I still have this responsibility to my family and my yeah, parents. Yeah, yeah. I still need to take them into consideration. Yeah, because... I, it's like, I don't want to hurt their feelings too. I, I think it's not fair because it's not in their reality to actually think of these things. Exactly. Yeah. And for me, it's like, I mean, this is just my personal opinion. If I am not 
mindful of the feelings of the very people who were there for me for, from day one. And I'm very grateful to have parents who were there for me from day yeah. one. Will I actually be a good partner to someone who I just met? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's the one thing that has always kept me from dating mm-hmm. is because I don't think I fulfilled my role as a daughter well uh, enough, let alone as a as a girlfriend. Okay, that's And for some people, this is problematic because I shouldn't conflate them both. Yeah. Um, but actually, that's just how I Yeah, think. I think you shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't conflate them. <laughs> but, you know, that's, that's that goes back to having to prove yourself mm, all the yeah. time, right? Um, and this need to balance can be really, really incredibly unrealistic for us. Yeah. But, you know, ultimately, I think for me, at least, I don't know, tell me about you, Arian, but earning my own money is uh, the ultimate it freedom. Is. Yeah, so this is what actually keeps me going at work currently. Yeah. So, I mean, I might not have a clear career path, but what I know is that I I have to keep work, I have to keep on working to earn my own money so that I can actually have the freedom to spend it on whatever I want to actually eventually buy a house, move out, or not even buy a house, rent a house, and just to be able to afford living by myself. So yeah. that actually, so ultimately for me, having um, financial means is actually freedom. Exactly. I yeah. feel that as well because having financial security and financial freedom also gives you credibility as a person. Mm-hmm. Even though people still have a lot to say about us, working too hard in our careers as a woman, ultimately, we are credible in the field of whatever field we're in, in our careers, right? So when we have credibility on that front, nobody can really contest that. Yeah, no, they can't say shit about that. They can't be like, oh, you don't have money because I do and I can do whatever I want with it and there's nothing you can do about it. Even though people still do have opinions on it. Yeah, people can say all they want yeah it's just talk yeah you know with financial freedom we can actually put our dreams to reality yeah um and also for me personally it's important for me not to be dependent on anyone oh yeah you know i don't want to be dependent on anyone at whatever age because i want whoever is in my life to know that me being with you is not out of dependency but it's a choice i make every single day yeah um and i think that's more powerful it is. Then having it be like, oh, I'm dependent on my husband. Oh, you know what? Yeah. It, yeah. No, like no, I no, chose no, you not... for you, not because you have money. Yeah. And you chose and you me. you pay for me, right? Yeah. Like you yeah. chose me for me. Like it's a choice that we're both working on. Mm-hmm. And when things are difficult, we always acknowledge that this is a choice we've made. Yeah. Right? So I think to me, that would make a very strong foundation for a relationship. Yeah. Definitely. Because um, what I'm always afraid of is to be dependent on a partner. Yeah. So that's why um, having uh, my own career, my own financial uh, means is very important to me so that I don't I, I don't have my power taken away by some guy, you know, yeah. even though because I, I feel like it happens a lot to mm-hmm. women, you know, if, especially in Indonesian culture. Yeah. Just it's just like um, so, you know, when when people get married, sometimes the women would just, you know, let go of their career and eventually just be dependent on their husband. And even though, you know, the the husband, the the partner can be a good a good man, but there's this thing of if if you're dependent on someone, your power is kind of taken away from you. And if you can't really not follow their lead. Yeah. Yeah, because if you don't then who's gonna pay your bills right like yeah. I would people can abuse it exactly exactly like I would want to be a good wife to my husband but 
I would also want him to be a good husband to me. Yeah. You know, like it has to go both ways. It's not yeah. like, oh, feminism, I don't, you have to do stuff for me. No, no, no. No, that's no, not no. what I'm, I'm saying. It like, has to be a partnership. It's a partnership. Yeah. Like I want things to be equal. Mm-hmm. Because we both work equally hard yeah. in our lives to be where we are at, yeah. you know, right that, now. That's great. You know, that's, and that's the ideal for me. I think for me as well, like if you are raising kids, like you don't want, especially if you have daughters, you don't want them to see you, a woman, lose your voice. Yeah. Oh, that's scary. That's so scary. Like yeah. I want my daughter, if I do have one, to look at me and be like, yeah, I can do anything yeah. in a respectful manner, follow my religion. Be a good daughter, but also have my own life. Yeah. Like, I don't want them to think like, oh, once you have kids, it's like your life ends there. Yeah. And and I want I want her to be able to voice out her opinions and not to be afraid of what others might think. You know, of course, the opinions has to be respectful and well-constructed. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think for them to know how to construct opinions in a very nuanced manner mm. um, that is uh, that takes into consideration intersectional struggles. Yeah. They have to have someone to be able to look up to. Yeah. And I think the mothers are the best yeah. people to look yeah. up to. Um, and I, I want think, her to look up to me. Exactly. And if, if I have a son, I want him to also know that you shouldn't be afraid of women like us. Yeah. And to be a good partner, to be a, a good a good person and not disrespect women. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of hope that the Tanta Tanta and the Om Om are that's what we call our um, <laughs> uncles and aunts. uncles and aunts or yeah. our relatives. I want them to know that my choice not to settle down right now is not because I don't care about having a family or I don't care about having kids or that I'm individualistic and selfish like many boomers do think. Yeah. Um, but it's because I'm mindful. I'm mindful of the kind of person I want to be in a yeah. relationship. I'm mindful of the kind of wife I want to be and the kind of a mother I want to be. Yeah. Um, of course, we're talking about people like us who want to be in a more traditional arrangement with our mm-hmm. partners. I know there are people who take the less traditional route. Yeah. But um, at least for me, being third culture, wanting this route is in itself already really difficult because we're yeah. already being pulled to different si- uh, you know, ways. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, so I think you know, the next time someone ask you these questions and you feel so burdened just remember that you are mindful of the kind of relationships yep. and, and possible family that you want to form yeah. and and that you have your own goals yes like for me personally um to add on to you suhita um before i actually settle down and get married and have kids i would actually want to be financially stable that's actually very important because look at the, the time that we're living in you yeah. know to not have the financial means is scary and it's not like I'm saying, you know, money is everything. But you kind of need to have money to live comfortably and to survive and to do things that make you happy. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. I don't want, I don't need to be a billionaire. Yeah, I don't you need. You know, yeah. I don't need, but I need to be able to provide for myself first. Yeah, for myself, a for balanced my partner, life. And then for, and my, then for my kids. Kid, yeah. So it's not like we're not being mindful. We are actually extra mindful. Yeah, we are. We have. We are too mindful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how many times? <laughs> the point have of you... anxiety. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, how many times have you seen parents project their insecurities or their regrets on their kids? Oh, yeah. And too that really times. impinges on your kids' growth. Yeah. And that's not something I want to do. Yeah. I don't want to regret not doing something in my twenties and then have that projected on my kid. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It really. It could really mess uh, someone up. And like sometimes you can't. Regrets. 
blame the mm. parents as well. Yeah. So, you know, some parents just don't realize it. Yeah. They're just, maybe they're not mindful of it. Maybe they have too many, too many other things in their minds to actually, yeah. you know, self-reflect. Because for us, you know, self-reflection is a privilege as well. Exactly. Yeah. And we do have the time for that because yeah. we don't have a family yet. Yeah, we, we don't have to, you know, make ends meet. No, yes. or we don't have to figure out what to cook for the yeah. next meal. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to. Yeah, we don't have anyone to provide for. No. Yeah. So, yeah, self-reflection is definitely a privilege and we are, I guess, utilizing this privilege to our best abilities now before settling down and mm-hmm. using our energy trying to raise another human being. Yeah. And that in, in itself is... I think it's beautiful in itself. It's different. Um, I, I'm glad that a lot of us are progressing in ways that is more suited to our lifestyle and our ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know this is still not common for many, at least Indonesians or Southeast Asians. Yeah. So how else do you think we should cope with these questions, Arin? So, yeah, we can actually cope with uh, these kind of rather intrusive questions by yeah remembering to not take things personally you know it they all these aunts and uncles they kind of, they come from a different time yeah and i mean i'm sure they're not trying to be offensive so yeah just try not to take it personally and do your own thing just remember that you know to view your identity as a woman as multifaceted and try not to compare with other people and and not to um, pressure yourself into having to following um, the views and timelines of your aunts and uncles or anyone else, you know. Just, or even your friends. Yeah, because we do have friends. friends who are married, yeah. who are just, engaged yeah. with kids. Yeah, it's fine. That's their own thing, you know. Just yeah. be confident of yourself and your own journey because everybody has their own journey. And there's no right or, and, or wrong to go about it. Yeah, and I know this sounds so simple and we've heard this so many times and we are ourselves still working on it. But I think what really matters is really knowing what you want. Yeah. And if you don't know what you want, that is okay as well. You can work on it as well. Yeah, I think journaling does help. Yeah, self-reflect on what's important to you, what is your value system, your belief system, Mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, what you want to look for in a partner or not. If you don't want to have a partner, what Mm -hmm. what do you want to achieve for yourself? What yeah. kind of life do you want to live? I think a little, a little yeah. side note again um, that really helped me navigate through this is journaling. And oh, okay, I was not a journaler. Like I <laughs> did, I couldn't keep up. You're with that journal. girl now. I'm journaling. <laughs> hashtag journal. <laughs> hashtag mindfulness. Hashtag <laughs> self reflection. Um, but what kind of journaling that really did work for me was to start a mental mind map. Mm-hmm. Like write write down like okay today how am I feeling. For example, I'm feeling overwhelmed. Why do I feel like this? What made me feel like this? You know, map it out and be and really like just be a detective on your own feelings. Yeah, yeah. And be like, okay, why do I feel like I need to have a boyfriend now? Even yeah. though that sounds so lame, but you know, that's sometimes part of what my journal, <laughs> part of, part of my journal. Um, but like, why do I feel like I need to have a partner now? Oh, you know, self-imposed timelines. Who is creating the self-imposed timeline? Yeah, is it yourself? Yeah, like yeah. what? what is my pri- priority now? What is my reality? So when you start writing the things down like this on a mind map form, for me at least, it starts to relieve me of my burdens mm-hmm. bit by bit. It's taking a brick off my shoulders. Um, and even though you might not have answers, you understand why you feel certain ways and yeah. it makes it easier to make decisions. Yeah. You know? And it, it also makes you feel uh, more comfor- comforted 
Yeah, yeah, it does. It, to, to know why you're feeling this way. It makes sleeping yeah. a lot easier as well. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to think so much at 2 a.m. In the in the morning and then have to wake up five hours later. Oh, God. Or four for some of you. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> I know. So to end things off, uh, Aaron, do you have any dating advice for people who are dating outside their um, nationality or their culture or their race? Or maybe religion well yeah that's that's a bit more difficult but anyway so for that advice i think you know what you just you do you you know mm-hmm. you you just have to see how it goes you know definitely if you really love the person and you should um you know what your the struggles it might be worth it in the end so yeah. you know don't give up on it and i mean people's people's opinions might really affect you and it might get you down but try not to think about what they think you know because ultimately it's between the two of you it's your relationship if 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 you guys date long enough it might be your life and yeah. no one else can and should you know come in between that yeah and yeah. I guess for my single Pringles, um, <laughs> I obviously do not have answers when it comes to dating, but I am at peace <laughs> with myself. Be at peace. Yeah, be at peace <laughs> with yourself. And I think it's really important that when you're dating, you are very forward in your own way, um, transparent about what you want and who you are. Um, and don't ever find the need to lose parts of yourself. For someone, um, if if you are like me and you have long term in mind, it is important to be fully yourself, yes. um, and be confident in it. Um, not in a cocky way, but be just really self aware. Yeah. Um, and I think if you don't like for, something, just yeah. say it. That goes yeah. for people in relationships as well. Yeah. And in any relationship, and another side note, another addition to mm-hmm. my point about you know dating outside your culture or race mm-hmm. or religion, um, just. Always, always communicate with your partner. Yes. You know, communicate what you guys want in the future. What's your end goal here? And make sure that, you know, even though you have your obvious differences, make sure that you have uh, uh, the this, this similar, a similar, the same value system. Yeah. I mean, value system doesn't mean religion. Just how you view your life, how you want both your lives to be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, if for those of you who've watched Love is Blind on Netflix... Oh my god, I'm watching it right now. Um, yeah, like from there, I've really truly understood the importance of having the same kind of value systems and goals. Yeah. Because some of those relationships actually do last till today and it's been yeah. a year and a half, And right? some of them are interracial, right? Yeah. I, I haven't finished the, the whole series One yet. of them is interracial. That's yeah. my favorite couple, by the way. So cute. I know who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so um, from that show onwards, I mean, you can see how crazy it is or how ridiculous it is, but... It is kind of ridiculous. <laughs> truly, it really shows that being very forward with what you want, communicating your yeah. needs, being transparent and being vulnerable and being okay with that is really important. Yeah. And acts as a very strong um, foundation yeah. for your relationship. Yeah, it gives a very strong one. Yeah. And what it also taught me is that we're all constantly evolving. I don't want to spoil the show for you, but the show really taught me that you there's no finality in who you are. Mm. You're constantly evolving. And if someone has things to say about you, just take that objectively mm-hmm. and know that you are able to evolve if what that person tells you is objectively good for you, obviously, yeah. right? Um, then just take it that, you know, you are constantly evolving as a person, mentally, physically, spiritually, and you shouldn't feel bad about that. Yeah, you know, you're, you're, you always, you gotta grow yeah. all the time. And you want someone who yeah, wants who to grow, grow with well. you. Yeah. yeah, and you know what? If you're with someone that wants to stunt your growth, 
and just try to hold you back. No, no, just leave that. Yeah, leave I don't, that I don't think that's what you want, no. honey. Um, nope. I'm no ex- expert in that, but um, I think for me, the number one thing that I look for in a relationship <laughs> is that the person makes me feel at peace and calm. Oh my god, that is, yes. that is great. When someone makes me feel at ease and calm instead of this turbulent love that you see on in rom-coms, then I know that I can get through a lot with this person. Yeah. Because I don't think turbulent because, because love will get you through a lot. Life is tough, man. Like and life you, need, is, you, need, you need someone to hold you. Yeah, life is a roller struggles. coaster right enough. I don't yeah. need two roller coasters yeah, you don't, you don't happening need someone simultaneously. To, to cause drama. Because yeah. your life is dramatic enough. Exactly. <laughs> Things can get pretty dramatic. I up mean, in look this at joint. where we are now in this world. Yeah, um, it's been tough pretty times. drastic. Yeah, the changes. It's scary. So yeah, so the next time someone asks you about your relationship and you contemplate over, you know, socially imposed timelines, turn self-imposed timelines, yeah. really look into yourself, look inwards. I know it's really hard, but we hope that this has helped you in yeah. some way. Yeah, just be cool, be yourself. And everyone has their own journey, so there's definitely no need to rush. Exactly. We'll also definitely want to make this a an open kind of forum. So if you have any kinds of, you know, suggestions, or if you have your own point of views, or even dating stories, yeah. we want to hear about oh, that. We'd love to hear the tea. <laughs> yeah, so uh, do email us at asktiktok at gmail.com, or you can even DM us on yeah. our social media. Yep, we will be creating an Instagram soon, so look out yeah. for that. Yeah, so thank you for listening. This is a pretty long yeah. episode, but it's really close to our hearts. It's pretty interesting, huh? Yeah, we <laughs> hope that um, we can record more of these kinds of episodes because we're constantly evolving what we think will definitely change yeah. with time uh, and with suggestions from you guys. Yeah, let us know what topics you want, you would want to hear next. Yeah, thank you guys. Thank Have a you. good day Have or a night. Good week. And stay safe. Stay, stay safe, healthy. Guys. Wash your hands, sanitize your hands. Yes. All that. Go to the doctor if you're sick. Yeah. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>